0: Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello and welcome to Waterfall. It's the water saving podcast brought to you by CCW. That's the Consumer Council for Water. Karen, what are we all about in Waterfall?
1: We're trying to give people the sort of hints and tips that might they might find useful to not only value water more, but to try to make some savings and by doing so help to keep their bills down.
0: Fantastic. Yep, we're all about saving water, saving money, protecting the environment, combating climate change, everything about water. Now today's episode is intriguingly called Help On
1: Hand. Well this is because water is an essential service and we know that water companies recognise that and so um, go out of their way to provide some extra help to customers in a variety of ways. Um, Everyone needs help from time to time, so it's really important um, this episode, as many people don't realise that help is out there and what form it can take.
0: Sounds great, and we've got a guest, haven't we? An exciting guest coming in.
1: We have. We've got the marvellous Janine Shackleton joining us today, and Janine is our expert on all things to do with um, the extra services that uh, companies provide, and also how customers can actually get more from their company.
0: Janine is an awesome individual, so I can't wait to get her on the show. Now, before we we bring on Janine, a couple of things to mention. Obviously, you can get in touch with the show. We absolutely love it when people do, and people have, which is always a surprise, a pleasant surprise to me. Um, She's really stopped being surprised by this. So you can get in touch. We even have an Instagram feed Wow. Uh, and that's worth checking out, if, basically, if you want to know what Karen looks like. And you get to see Janine as well. So that's <laughs> exciting. But yeah, we have an email address which Karen is going to share with everyone. It's podcast at ccwater.org.uk. Well done, Karen. <laughs> You've been intensively trained. I've on started this now. season two as I mean to go on. That's, yeah, <laughs> that is wonderful. Now, just before we get into it, I want to talk about a story that I, I can't have, Karen, I'm going to have to talk about this story. Um which I know I've shared with you about Aberdeen uni what do you make of it
1: it's It's really interesting actually, because apparently they're telling us now that we're drinking too much
0: water so so for years of telling us we're not drinking enough, and now they're saying that we're yeah, yeah, we we're, we're, we're not we're drinking too much <laughs>
1: well what what they seem to be suggesting is that by drinking too much water we're actually uh, wasting money. Um, The the analysis seems to estimate that instead of the two litres per day that everybody has previously been recommending, um, what we actually need is about between 1.5 and
0: 1.8 litres of water according to Professor John Speakman. Now that was interesting because we to dig into the story because I was like well why is that? How come for years they're telling us it's 2 and now they're saying it's like 1.5 to 1.8 and it was interesting because it turns out that we're getting more of the water we need from food and it turns out that everyone just is basically not telling the truth when it comes to how much they eat so uh, Karen are going to fess up on how much you <laughs> eat? <laughs> no I'm keeping very quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah so but the other thing I think it was interesting, they're saying so we waste this water. so essentially we drink too much, and what you don't need, you just pee, right? Um, so they're saying that is a, a waste of water. And if you know everyone in the country is, you know, weeing an extra half a litre, think of all the treatment costs and the, the cost extracted out from the natural environment. But I think they missed a trick in this article because they don't mention the fact that actually, if that leads to an extra pee, then that's an extra flush, that's an extra eight to 12 litres of water, which is far bigger than the half a litre that you're drinking. Uh, extra. Actually,
1: that's a good way of looking at it, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah,
0: so actually, are we flushing too much because of drinking too much? Which is a, actually a more sizable saving because, you know, in the scheme of things, half a litre of water isn't really that much if you think about, you know, your daily water use. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, I think some, some people forget of, of all our um, daily water consumption, such a small proportion is actually either drunk or used to prepare
0: food. I know it is embarrassing just how much you clean fresh world-class quality drinking what we flushed down. Maybe, maybe we could get Professor John Speakman to come in on the show. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should. The human body is roughly 60% water. This podcast is 100. Right. Well, you know I love these stories, Cara. I know you love them less (laughs) not so much. Uh, But it's that time. It's time to bring on the guests. It's a big, it's a big waterfall welcome to Ginny. Shackleton. Hello Janine.
2: Hello nice to meet you Mike. Nice to meet you Karen. I'm very excited to be here and very interested in your story that you've just told.
0: Karen has established that you already work for CCW so I'm interested. It's nice to meet you. That's very polite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you know I'm not often invited into the podcast world so this is my first trip and hopefully of many.
0: Well Janine, you are more than welcome and you know, own it, own it, this could be yours <laughs> So you are our very own expert on, on all things vulnerability The phrase that you keep telling us use, you're, you're an expert in the help for people that find themselves in vulnerable circumstances Now we do try and make our podcast a bit, yeah, you know, plain talking that, that's, that's, not, that's policy wonk language, so what's that mean really?
2: yeah i mean to put it simply it means would you benefit from some additional help from your water company and this could be because of an illness or a disability it could also be a language barrier or financial difficulties um and sometimes you can also find that you've got a temporary need for support um so for example A year ago, I had laryngitis and I lost my voice and I had to contact the water company and I told them to email me because obviously I couldn't speak on a phone call because I wasn't able to respond to it. So there's temporary needs and then there's longer term needs as well. But nobody likes to identify themselves as vulnerable. And that's why we talk about vulnerable circumstances, um, because it just means that, you know, it can be temporary or permanent.
0: So it's a polite way of saying it needs some help. Look, that that makes sense. No, I, I I get that, and I know that for some people, understandably, it's hard to say. I need I need help
1: i think the interesting thing for me as well is, is, is as as you said janine you know um, anybody can become vulnerable um, at some point in their lives you know whether it's a change yeah. in circumstances or you know whether it's medical or or mm. situational you know so it's um it's something we should all be aware of so that we understand what help is out there so
0: absolutely just um can you just bring it to life then in some some examples of what 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 would, what could what could that mean just just so that, you, know, w- you know you just are really clear about what sort of circumstances you might need that extra help.
2: Well, I've got a great example um, that's very topical. Obviously, we all remember the December freeze-thaw event where the pipes had burst and um, some of the companies mains, so people were without loss of supply. And for some people, this was a week. So if you imagine when we talk about, you know, you might need some additional help. In that instance, um, where you have no supply... Would you be able to go to a bottled water station that could be a couple of miles away to pick up, it's 10 litres of water per person, you know, would you be able to carry that if you didn't have a car, would you be able to get to that bottled water station, you know, that could be because you've got mobility issues, it could be because of an illness, you might also have caring responsibilities for very young children or someone that you're caring for um, and can't leave the house. So in those instances, um, they're the kind of circumstances that actually... The company has got support for you if you needed it. They'd be able to deliver the bottled water to your door if you were registered for that support. So that's a real topical, practical answer. And I think thinking of that as well, um, you've also got in those circumstances that the companies offer a password scheme so that you know that if anybody comes to your door that says it's from the company, that you know that they are who they say they are. Um, so, so
0: this was sorry to, yeah. to, to... But So if you were nervous opening door to strangers Absolutely. that's what that's right Sorry, sorry
2: Yeah so I think, you know, that password scheme is great for lots of reasons. I mean, all of us want to know that we're opening the door in a safe way to people um, that can be trusted. And that's a great way of making sure that you do that, whether you live on your own. And um, for some people who have mental health and um, anxiety, for example, it can be a great sense of reassurance that you've got that safety net that's there behind you that the company provides.
1: And, and the provision of bottled water is a really you know, extremely helpful thing in a situation where you've lost supply because I think none of us actually appreciate just how much we rely on our water supply
2: until it's not there. Absolutely. I mean... The company also prioritises people that are medically dependent on water. So, for example, if you're on kidney dialysis at home, you know, it's imperative if there is a loss of supply event that you get that water to you. Um, But likewise for other people, like I said, if you're unable to get to that bottled water station, um, you know, you need to get that supply of water, not just for drinking, preparing food, but, you know, there's also other needs, um, as we saw in the summer with the droughts where, you know, Perhaps it's to use flushing water when the toilet needs to be flushed. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, we do forget how how (laughs) extensively we use water at home. Um, So um,
1: are there any other sort of benefits from being on um, the the company's... Sort of registers for
2: these sorts of additional services? Yeah, so as well as helping in a practical way if there's an incident, um, some people may also need support with communicating with the company. So again, this could be um, that they have a disability, or it may need that they have a language barrier. So the company can offer um, services such as Braille or large print documents. Um, they also offer sign language interpreters, audio documents, um, as well as all alternative language as well if you do speak um an alternative language that can arrange that support i mean that's all re-
1: you know it's all really good practical stuff isn't it really helpful
0: practical stuff can i chuck in another practical example before we, we move on yes. um so I, i'm so i'm hesitating slightly but i don't think my brother listens but but my brother's autistic mm. and i think if he got a water bill that said here's a million pound water bill he would take that very literally mm. and think where am i going to find a million pounds for a water bill does, does does this extra support help people in that kind of circumstances where you know their need is not it's not a yeah, you can go and get a bottle of water from a bottle of water station, no problem.
2: Yeah. So, what we can offer in those circumstances is that there can be a nominated person that can be added to the account. So they could also get a copy of the water bill, um, and they'd be able to communicate with the company on behalf of your brother, for example, um, and obviously be then able to help him to understand what's happened with the water bill and what can go. So you know, we do recognise that there are um cognitive means as to why people may need some support as well. So it's not always practical in the physical it can be more of a making sure people are supported when they need them,
0: right and that's really important because i think the easiest concept to understand in all of this is my supply goes off and someone's going to help me get more yes. bottled water to, to my doorstep because for whatever reason i can't can't get out but it's far wider than that yeah yeah and uh, i
1: mean one of the aspects of this which you know is, is a subject close to my heart is um If during a drought, for example, um, companies are having to move to the point where they're going to introduce um, restrictions on using the hose pipe, you know, Mm the temporary use bans as they call them. Um, If you're a customer with a mobility problem who would struggle to use either um, a watering can or a a bucket and a sponge, you know, to, to, to do external cleaning and stuff like that. Um, you can also qualify for exemptions, um, in, yeah. certainly in the initial stages of the restrictions coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some real benefits, you know, for, for people that you know, um, are considering whether or not to um, um, take the, some of these services up. So I, I suppose really, you know, the important thing is to know how you go about get registering for this help.
0: Yeah, how would companies know that you need help?
2: Mm. It's interesting um, because, you know, I think we've come on the back of the pandemic where details of vulnerable people were shared with organisations who can support them. Um, But actually, water companies um, need to be told that you need that support. So you need to advise them, whether that's you or A friend, a neighbour, a person who supports you, and anyone can register you for that support. Um, But the water companies do need to be told, Um, and it's a very simple process. You can contact the water company by phone to register, or you can contact them online and also register for the support you need. And they will talk through your circumstances um, and really have a discussion about what help they've got that they might be able to offer you as well. Um, And in some instances, you know, they will also start to discuss around financial support as well because it could be that you'd benefit from that as well as some of this practical support too.
1: Yeah that's a really important point point. Um, and, and I think you know this, this is the thing we really have to talk to our water company mm. and it normally tends to be when something's gone wrong so it's great to think that those conversations
2: can take place when um, actually you know you're not in the middle of a situation. I mean I think this is a great time you know to be listening to this podcast as we've said we've seen A number of leaks that have happened over winter across the country. We know the experiences of drought. Um, And I would say to anybody that's listening to this podcast now, you know, have a conversation, think of your friends, think of your neighbours, think of your family members and just think, actually, from what I've heard, do I think someone I know may benefit from this and tell them about it and get them signed up because, you know, being prepared is really beneficial because it means that the company knows about you, they know that should you need the support, for example, during that incident, they're prepared for that, you know, they know where you are, they can plan the route for their deliveries and they can get that support support to you for some people who don't find out about this or think about it until an incident's happened you can still get the support but it will be later than those that have registered so even if you think to yourself it might not happen I probably won't need it still register for that support because it's there just in case you do would be my advice
0: and is it hard to sign up how long does it take
2: very simple process I'd say between five and ten minutes The main process is that discussion around what it is and the support that you need. So, you know, for that small amount of time, the benefits, if needed, um, will be really great. And so that's a a quick phone call to the company or, or if you can get online? Quick phone call, get online, a couple of questions about, you know, your details, what support that you need. The company will contact you and take the details. And then, you know, they know about you. They're able to care for you when you need it because they're already aware of what it is that you need.
0: So what if you're in a situation where you're not confident or not able to make that call or do it online? Can someone else register on your behalf?
2: Absolutely. So, you know, if you go to... Um, an, advice agency or you have a carer or a family member or even a neighbour they can register you for that support and the company will make sure that you get to know the details so you know nobody can register without you knowing what it is that they've registered for but someone can take the responsibility of that conversation or doing it online for you
1: and if you're somebody who's maybe temporarily um, impacted by illness or or another situation um, what happens if your circumstances change
2: um just let the company know and obviously they can um remove the details because you no longer have that need um you can also companies will do a check um to make sure that the information that they hold on you is correct so they need to make contact with you every two years to make sure that your circumstances are still the same you know for some people they may need less support but for others Maybe they need a little bit more in those two years' time. So it's worthwhile having that conversation. Is Um, there
0: a cut-off time then? Like you have to do it within a window?
2: No, no. You can join at any time. I think the benefits of, you know, doing it as soon as you think there might be a need means that the company know about you and they can plan for supporting you. If you leave it until something's happening, say, for example, an incident, then you're further down the queue in terms of getting that support. Um, But we see that happen a lot, you know, and I think... Not everybody is either aware of the um, support that's available or actually there might be things that are preventing them coming forward. Um, And what, what do you think those things are? Um, it's interesting when we speak to customers and we've tried to understand what some of these barriers, I guess, to registering for it. Um, we're very, very polite um, in the UK. And I think what we see is that people, you know, think. That's what
0: Karen tells me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but people think, you know, there's always somebody worse off than others. And um, I think that's why they don't see themselves. That's why we don't use the word vulnerable. We don't want people to identify. It's just about, you know, We all deserve the help that we can get and we all deserve to have the same access to our water companies and the services. So if there's something that's stopping us and we just need a little bit of help to um, get over that, then that's why um, we should register for that. Does it? cost anything you know does it do you have to pay a little bit more for this no it's free um and that's right that it is free because as i've said you know if you're a water customer um you should be able to access their services in a way that suits you and that you're able to get the full use of them and water companies you know have these services to enable you to be able to do that because you know everyone is a water customer every household so they need to be able to provide that support
0: and if you're in the middle of an incident right and this actually happened to. This actually happened in our family in the free saw from twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Twenty eighteen, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Five years ago. Five
2: years ago, and and uh...
0: um, and I, I was away, um, and and actually, or well, my wife was away, one of us was away. <laughs> anyway, We were in the house, but with babies in the yes. house at that point, you realize actually, if our water goes off, I won't be able to get out. No. So midway through an incident, and now, now, you know, there must be lots of people who find themselves in that kind of circumstance where they didn't realise you're midway through an incident. Oh, you know, classic one was during COVID. Mm. What if you had COVID? Yeah, you know, you, you were you didn't you weren't planning to get COVID, but it just so happens it's coinciding. Suddenly you go, I can't get out. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm I'm legally not allowed out. Mm. Um, what was the circumstances there? What would happen then? Could, could, could you
2: contact the water company tell them about your circumstances absolutely as we spoke about before you know having care and responsibilities whether that's for young children or for someone else that you care about you know as you've said you can't leave that house um, or it'd be very very difficult to do so depending on when things happened you know if it's the middle of the night so you know the water companies um, are aware of this they're aware that there is a need for people to have this support so again if that's you or if affected you know by all means make that contact when you have that need you will get the support it just means that it's not at the very beginning it's as you let them know so it could be further on in the day but they will get that support to you
0: oh good because that was one of my cons- not a concerns but you know there must be loads of people who haven't given it a second thought yes. and then suddenly they're like uh-oh and they would not know what to do mm. And, and, yeah, that's a real issue, particularly if there's a sort of more widespread event or one that goes on and on and on for days. So, you know,
2: keep... Yeah, and we work really hard um, to you know, really impress upon companies that if they are experiencing supply issues and they're communicating with their customers, um, that not only they make them aware about, you know, the situation in terms of an incident's happened, this is when they can expect the supply to be restored, um, but also to make people aware that this support is available and that's an absolute crucial part of communications that you know companies put out during incidents and we hear the messages on the radio or we'll see it on the website um, and I hope this podcast has explained to people a little bit more about what that support is and when what practically can be useful for them
1: now that's been brilliant Janine so so just to recap then um, if somebody is interested in following yourself what what has the, the best way that they can go about it
2: um there's a couple of things they can do cc water's website so that's ccwater.org.uk has a great fact sheet on there around the extra help priority services you can also find it on your company's website um, and there'll be information about it on the bill as well in terms of what comes with your bill so to find out more you know either look on our website or contact your water company and they'll be more than happy to discuss it with you
0: brilliant thank you jenny that's been really great and uh it's always slightly embarrassing, you know, given we, with Karen and I working on WhatsApp, <laughs> um, that we learned something new from all I guess. <laughs> um, but, but that was fantastic. So, you know, we need, we need to get you back on. I mean, I'm a major one on series one. So, you know, we need to get you back on. So, you know, friend of the show now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but do I have to tell the truth about what I eat?
0: well maybe we should take that one off here. but thanks janine and we will speak to you soon thank you ccw passionate about championing the best interests of everyone who uses water now and in the future so great having janine in there loads of information now we'll stick it all in the show notes so that people can 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 find out all the links to the, the stuff that janine was talking about yes
1: particularly that fact sheet that janine mentioned
0: yeah, and I, I, right at the start, you did say, uh, Karen, what water is such an essential service. That you're in, and actually, this is why this stuff really matters. But there's another dimension to it as well because we've talked a lot about water savings, um, and probably not so much about motivation for saving water. And we we know that the motivation for people to save water is is impacted by their view of the water companies.
1: Yes, and I mean particularly over the last year or so, there has been a lot of quite negative media coverage around the water sector, and I think we sometimes lose sight of the fact that actually, you know, the service is very reliable for most of the time. Um, it's quite unusual for us to have these big disruptive events. But if there's help available when they do happen, people would be daft not to take good of them.
0: Yeah, it also creates goodwill. And one of the things that comes up through the research that CCW do, that we do, shows that, that people are much more inclined to, to take steps to say save water if they have a good impression of the water company. And actually the provision of extra help is one of those factors that can create that, that goodwill, that good relationship between, between people and, and the water company. And it's so important because it's an essential service. So I do, I do see this whole provision of, 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 of extra help as a small yet important motivating factor to help people take steps to save water in their own lives too. So there is a a connection to water savings too.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think also, um, at the end of the day, you know, we're all people, you know, we all have lived experiences and nobody wants to be seen to be doing, um, you know, anything less than their absolute best for the people that they serve.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we're running out of time. Don't forget to uh, get in touch with, with, with Waterfall. If you have any feedback or ideas for future shows, we do love hearing from you. Check out uh, our Instagram feed and you can see what the smashing Ginny Chackleton looks like. Right. So I think that's uh, that's about it from us. Karen. I think one last thing from you. has got to be the email address.
1: <laughs> oh, here
0: we go. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> <laughs> it's...
1: Podcast at ccwater.org.uk.
0: So that's all we've got time for. So that's bye from me, Mike.
1: Goodbye from me, (laughs) the long-suffering Karen.